Happy holidays and welcome to Certain Point of Yule. Now is the season of our Christmas content, which means that we plan on watching those new Christmas movies so you don't have to. I'm Frankie. And I'm John. And joining us today is one of our favorite people, Case Aiken. Ah, you'd say the nicest things. (laughs) (laughs) We say the truest things. It's true. We would never lie to you. That's true, because then you might end up with a lump of coal. (laughs) Yep, I was going to say that would put us on the naughty list. Case is one of my dear friends, a member of the Certain Point of View family, and also was my first choice for co-hosting this podcast. Sorry, John. I, You know what? I am offended. <laughs> first, he steals my Reignite mission. Then he steals my co-host. I just... Case. Well, I mean, we do have a standing duel, Pistols at Dawn, coming up whenever this pandemic is over. So <laughs> That's true. That's true. I did, I did challenge you to that. But anyway... Moving on. Instead of dawn, can we do sunset? I'm not really a morning person. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's fine. Case, what's your favorite thing about the holiday season? Holiday stuff in general, I I really enjoy, but a a big part of it as an adult, because like obviously like kid stuff of like presents and all that, it's like really cool. But like as an adult, I moved to New York in like the holiday season and so like that this time of year I always just think about those like first like nights like finding myself as an adult like in like warm bars on cold nights with like new friends and that's always like the the thing i really enjoy the idea that people can come together and just appreciate each other in this time of uh you know the darkness that is that is the winter when it's goddamn sunset at 3 30 <laughs> <laughs> i agree that's one of my favorite things about christmas is the friendships that you make the ways that you can connect with people being at Lily's Victorian establishment and looking up at their Christmas tree and sitting in their window. Drinking their specialty old fashions. I miss Manhattan. I miss Lily's. Case, what about your favorite Christmas movie? So I was thinking about that because I knew that was coming. And I, <laughs> I, I, while I have an adult reason for enjoying the Christmas season, I have a very childish Christmas movie. And that is the claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger. Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> There's nothing childish about that. I think that is a perfectly acceptable Christmas movie to love. Yeah. I mean, my family used to watch that and the uh, Frosty the Snowman movie. Every single year. We had and probably still have them somewhere on VHS. I think we have them too back at the Bradley household. Um, But isn't Christmas really for a time of nostalgia and comfort and reliving the times when we were young and innocent and still saw magic in the world? Yeah. I mean, I held on to like a belief in Santa for a long time after I knew it was insane because I was like, but then there's still magic out there. And like when I finally had to like confront it, it was like, oh, the world's like a little less special now. So uh, it trying to remember that like warmth and like want to sort of like keep it going, even though it's now more metaphorical than literal is is a thing that's very important to me. I love that idea, though, that Santa Claus isn't necessarily a person, but it's like a mindset that we carry out into the world of like spreading joy and happiness and like kindness towards people and that we are all Santa Claus. Not for little kids, though. Kids, if you're listening, Santa Claus is real and he's going to bring you coal if you're bad. (laughs) So brush your teeth and do your chores. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Let's get into the movie that we're talking about today. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) let's. Today, we are talking about Holidate. It is a romantic comedy that was released on Netflix on October 28th. It stars Luke Bracey 
Emma Roberts, Kristen Chenoweth, and Jake Manley. Yeah, so I think the name and like the the overall concept kind of pushed this into the category of holiday movie, but this is a a very different kind of. I mean, for one thing, it's not a Christmas movie; it's a all holidays movie, quite literally. Yeah. Do you want to explain the premise or? Sure. the 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 basic idea is that Emma Roberts' character and uh, and Luke Bracey's character are both people who have. Are, are done with family holidays and like being pressured to, to be in a couple and like to follow the sort of normal, like planned adult path of like get, get, get married and have kids and whatnot. And so they're, they're tired of going to like all these family gatherings and it starts at Thanksgiving, I think was the beginning of the, of the movie. Yes. And, and basically after some bad encounters, they, they make a pact where they're just going to be each other's holiday uh, which is a term that Kristen Chenoweth, who plays Emma Roberts' aunt, uh, introduces, where it's like, oh, it's a date for that specific holiday. And they just set up a standing invitation. And so we get kind of this like same time next year kind of vibe of like checking in each holiday, how things have changed in their lives. Um, and of course, eventually this leads to actual feelings after being sort of a, a platonic thing at the beginning. And I'm sorry, it actually starts with Christmas. Oh, it is actually Christmas? Okay. Yes, it does start with Christmas because they meet in the exchange or the customer service line trying to exchange presents. So it does start with Christmas. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they uh, agree to be each other's standing dates for literally all the holidays throughout the year. And they do literally all of the holidays like they do the like the big ones christmas and easter and like valentine's day but then they also do like labor day cinco de mayo cinco yeah. de mayo yeah um i love any movie that is bold enough to make its title a portmanteau i was gonna love this movie from the get just because of that um that's delightful and thank you very very much but it wasn't yeah a true I guess it was a Christmas movie because of, like, the spirit that it, like, was trying to capture, but it wasn't a Christmas movie in that it didn't exclusively happen around Christmas. Yeah, I want to save my opinions about it for the uh, the bad segment. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but why don't we talk about the things that we liked? I mean, it was just a cute movie overall. Uh, certain moments notwithstanding, uh, you know, Luke Bracey and Emma Roberts played very well together they had a lot of great chemistry and interactions and i thought that it was just it was kind of like antagonists to friends to lovers which isn't quite the trope <laughs> they like took an extra step in it there but it's one of my my favorite relationship tropes uh, i guess ships would be the term for that so i just i loved getting to see it play out with these these great characters i agree that luke bracy and emma roberts had great chemistry i thought kristen chenoweth played her character fabulously i thought she was one of the best parts about the movie yeah i have big notes of being like kristen chenoweth because i didn't look at the cast list before i started <laughs> yeah. uh and i was so excited with her and every time she showed up the scene was instantly better I also really appreciated that every single relationship shown was bad in some way. <laughs> like, nobody had a healthy relationship. Nobody could be so perfect as to make Sloane feel bad about herself. There, there was no Hallmark Christmas movie relationship. Yeah. Everyone was some level of dysfunctional. Yeah, yeah. Very fair there. And, like, I think that sort of made the setup actually a really good idea like i enjoy that they did this the the sort of check-in kind of element to it like i think structurally that was a lot of fun i mean it kind of feels like a play at some points but it's 
like it, it was a good excuse to have like oh okay now we're at Cinco de Mayo because all of a sudden it's like Mexican themes and they're doing tequila shots okay now we're at like Fourth of July because it's all patriotic stuff like having those kind of like uh, pivots using iconography that we associate that we kind of um, I don't know if you had to like stop and like list off every holiday I feel like it would be hard to like really think through like all right they'll be dressed this way here 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 and here um just from scratch but then like being like oh right okay now we're at this holiday that that was like a nice element for it like uh, yeah the passage of time over the course of a year because that's roughly what the story takes place over yeah it was a really good way of like breaking up the timeline into an easily digestible fashion um because they only interacted on holidays so like there wasn't um like that that extended period of interaction they just like they didn't even call each other on when it they weren't setting up the holiday so it was a very they were both just so set in the idea that they did not want like a standard relationship and that they were just doing this so that their families would stop bugging them on the holidays another thing i liked and this is just like a a sort of a getting into specifics uh i really enjoyed the scene where Emma Roberts' character actually traded dresses with a girl who yes. got like blood on it. Like I thought, I was that, going to talk about that next. Like it was a nice chain chance for her to like dress in something that was like a little bit edgier and also like quirky and like show off like that she has a heart of gold. Ultimately, I thought that was a nice. It was just a nice scene. Like it, you could see it coming from a mile away, and part of it was also just an excuse to have her wear as many outfits as possible. But also, yeah, I I liked it. It was nice. Honestly, I didn't see that coming from a mile away. I was pretty much set in like, wow, they're both really terrible people. And to see that side of Sloane made her more likable. And honestly, I think Sloane was the better of the two. And I think Sloane could do so much better than Jackson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she was pretty consistently rude throughout like the first part of the movie. And then when that scene happened, I was like, that seems kind of out of character for you sloan i mean bravo but huh yeah she she is nice and we realize that those first few minutes where she's like rude and terrible are because her family brings that out in her and who of us can say that we don't have family that make us absolutely bonkers yeah, it's super fair. <laughs> like we've we have all been there. In fact, uh, like I have notes that like the first ten to fifteen minutes of this movie, basically up until we get the title drop, um, are are actually really good. Like I I enjoy her being so bothered by her parents, by her being stuck at the kids' table. You know, it's like kind of over the top with the other couple that uh, the, uh Jackson's uh like staying with like the the other girlfriend, which is like a weird, but it's like fine for sort of setting up that he doesn't want to be there. Um, but I was actually enjoying that whole setup. So, like, I, I the, the idea of, like, the stakes are either being kind of alone or being at the kids' table, unless you have a date, was, like, conveyed pretty well. Yeah, I agree with that. Any other things that we want to address that we thought were particularly good? I forget what happens, but I have a note that just says, OMG, I love Easter. And I don't remember actually what happens at Easter now. But, like, I loved it when I was watching it. <laughs> I think that was when Sloane's mom taunted jackson about like not sleeping with her and they pretended that they were going to go off to sleep together or was that mother's day that was mother's that day was mother's because day. They were at the oh okay dinner. i remember what happened easter, on easter with the bunny yeah the farouk. doctor farouk yeah. oh yeah farouk was delightful i liked farouk i was a little disappointed in him for like abandoning sloan on their date <laughs> well as we said previously 
ain't no one smelling like roses in this. Yeah. Nope. It's a little disappointed in him. But when it's clear that he and Aunt Susan, I think her name is, yeah, Aunt Susan, are, like, destined to be together, I guess I can forgive it. I guess that's fine. Uh, another thing I liked is when they start fake dating. Uh, I think it starts at New Year's. They have this like sportscaster analysis of their respective dating styles, and I really enjoy that part. Like them actually, like they kind of just have this. Uh, they each assess each other at like and and how they operate as a as romantic paramours, and it's actually like kind of fun to get like honest feedback where there's like no scenario of like oh like yeah you you want to go try to like pick up someone that's that's fine here's all your weaknesses which is not a conversation people usually get i do not remember that happening it's pretty early in the movie i don't remember that specific scene but i do remember them being just like very open and very direct and like almost critical of each other to like uh, an extent where like they were the communication with each other in the beginning of their like holidaytingness was very just like frank and open and the kind of communication like you hope to have in a relationship where yeah. you are just like you're you're not afraid to tell people like the things that they might need to work on as a person and it was it was it was very cool i think the reason they were able to do that is because neither of them had any stakes in the relationship yeah they had so no they, expectations yeah so they'd already like established like no we're both kind of bad people and we just want to like avoid our parents so we have no problems just being completely frank and honest with each other and that i feel like definitely helped them in the later parts of the movie that they'd already established that particular rapport yeah i could i could see that and honestly, I thought the whole concept of the holiday was so silly and far-fetched because really all you've done is found yourself a friend. Yeah. A concept. Yeah. Friendship. Well, and they didn't even like b- buy into that at first because they really only, like it was a friend that you only spoke to on the holidays. Yeah. And like outside of that, like there's one point where I think it's leading up to the wedding where he FaceTimes her and she's like, why are you calling me? It's not a holiday. Yeah, yeah. It, it is weird when they, they start to realize that they've actually become friends. But, I mean, I guess there's an element of just taking sort of, a, like, a weird thing about life where, like, like we've all had friends where it's based on a like a shared thing like a like like work friends for example where it's like it's because you work together that you're friends with them um and like i've got family members who like i really am happy to see for specific holidays but like i don't see outside like i i'm not like friends with my brother-in-law like it in the in that sense like we're we're friends every now and then we'll text on find to each other but it's like when we have family gatherings where it's like we're really excited to see each other so like that's there's t- there's that element i don't know <laughs> like it, it is certainly a, like it's a movie premise but it is yeah, relatable I mean, that's fair my uh my brother lives in washington state and he's never on social media at all so really my only interactions with him ever are when he like the very rare occasions that we text each other for like our birthday or holidays or like when he's actually flown out to new jersey for holidays so like no on second thought i do get it 
I do get that very much. Or when he's on the phone with your mom and she walks into the kitchen with it on speakerphone. Because she has no concept of not using speakerphone and just like letting people like, what if I didn't want to be a part of this conversation, mother? I have now I'm, I have no choice. I have no choice in this matter. I'm part of this conversation. Hi, Pat. <laughs> Hi, Patrick. Congratulations on getting married. Yeah. Let's transition into the things that we didn't like so much. All right. So I heard going into this that this was not a good movie. Um, <laughs> like there, there's a certain amount of buzz about that. And uh, I started watching it. And like I said, I really enjoyed the first like 10 ish minutes of this movie. And I was like, Oh, this, what? All right. I, I don't see what's necessarily so bad. I, I, I guess some people just don't like Emma Roberts, uh, but I, I don't know where this is going. I don't understand uh, where, where that comes from. Emma Roberts is great. <laughs> Emma Roberts is wonderful. I, uh, I mean, all celebrities have their haters and their lovers. So like, yeah, that's, I guess. Uh, that's, but I was just like, kind of curious, like, is that why this is all going on? Um, and then, like the like the first scene post the holiday t- title drop, I forget exactly what the scene was, but it's before the New Year's thing. Um, that it, it was just an awkward scene. I was like, oh, I'm starting to see some of like the the cracks in this, and it felt like the writers switched off every other scene. Um, and I kept enjoying one scene, and then the next scene was like, oh, well, that was awkward, or that was like um a little uh a little cringy uh in some spots like um like jackson's friend is like a, a little roughly written um yeah and so, so it just like kept alternating between like oh i'm I'm digging this to being like oh no god to like oh i'm digging this to being like what and i i messaged you saying that i have so many notes to just start with what <laughs> that that <laughs> Like it, it gets kind of insane, and part of that is the the stretch of making this convention of like we're just going to jump from holiday to holiday work, uh, even though I find that a cute convention. The premise is cute. My main problem is that it's marketed as a Christmas movie. It is not a Christmas movie. No, it's not. <laughs> there are a bunch of scenes, and I'm I'm thinking of one in particular, and this might be the one that you're thinking of in the car with the chocolate after the mall. Uh, where it starts oh, off. Oh, yeah, I and hated that. Yeah, yeah. So that scene was, it starts off making you think that something uh, explicitly sexual is happening. And then it turns out that, no, they're just eating chocolate. And it's like, you know what? This has, and I, I might be thinking this because uh, you were talking about, you mentioned murder mystery earlier mm-hmm. in the day, the Adam Sandler movie. It had very Adam Sandler energy, which is another way of saying, unnecessary mm-hmm. yep like that scene was very unnecessary i felt it it w- it was there to first of all give you that shock value of like oh my god is what's happening in the car but then it was to show jackson like being vulnerable in a way by eating candy and chocolate something that he never does because he's a quote pro athlete Jackson, you you play golf, and while golf is a sport, and we can all recognize the inherent difficulty of it, it's not something that requires you to be a finely tuned sporting machine. You swing a club, standing in place. My dude. (laughs) All respect to golfers. All respect. Don't hate me. And while we were talking about how the character of Sloane had these moments of genuine goodness, I felt like Jackson had none. Jackson's one moment of genuine kindness and goodness came the night that Sloan uh, was given laxatives by mistake and he stayed to like wash her back and take care of her and to do nice things. But I never see him show that side of himself to anyone. We, we don't see that he is good underneath 
the posturing and the playboy attitude. Yeah, I have a lot of notes about that, starting with, what? A laxative joke? And then my take on the scene was, she shat herself, I guess I love her now. And then, did she just poop her pants into loving him? She did! Like... (laughs) It was such a weird choice of a scene, and then he's just weirdly toxic after that, because he's just, he can't not be toxic sometimes in this movie. He was so awful. When Sloane reacted the way she did, I felt like all of her uh, reactions and the way that she was dealing with the situation was completely valid, because he set her up for months to think that he saw women as of in a very specific light and if she did any of those things he wouldn't want to spend time with her anymore so she did the complete opposite because he told her explicitly all the things that he didn't want women to do or that he didn't enjoy that women did so like being clingy wanting to spend time uh, after sex and just like there were so many things he set himself up for this And when Sloane didn't react the way he thought she would, he got mad and upset when it was his fault. But also, her mom... Her mom. She was kind of dealing with a thing right then. Oh, no, it was her sister. It was her sister. Oh, that was her sister. Okay, yes, her sister who kissed Black Panther, who was married, who shows up, and, like, now her sister's dealing with a thing. So, like, yeah, she's gonna, like, deal with that and not with you, Jackson. Grow up and deal with it, man. Yeah. Like, she's not, like, kicking you out or abandoning you or saying, like, okay, now, like, it's done and over. Like, she's got family crisis to deal with right now. Yeah. Yeah, like, he he's very toxic throughout. I think, like, the, the quote-unquote save-the-cat moment we're supposed to have is the Valentine's Day scene where she, like, he, like, rescues her from the bad date. Or not bad date per se, but like whatever was going on in that. But like running into her ex and his new girlfriend. That was it. Sorry. This while I enjoyed this movie, I also did not enjoy this movie enough to like rewatch it more than. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't rewatch it. No, so I, I watched no. it last week, and then so like some spots are like slipping. I was like, what was the deal? Oh right, she she had the <laughs> ex boyfriend. Uh- <laughs> so one of the things that um and this this literally might just be my critique of this movie but one of the things that annoyed me was the scene on new year's in the club where it's just like okay now we're just gonna do the the dirty dancing lift the one that they spend like like the majority of the movie dirty dancing practicing because it's very very difficult and the one that i as a professional who has like done stuff like this for years like no i know exactly how difficult that lift is is very very hard it's not something that you just bust out with someone that you've been holidating for like literally a month at this point not even and just like no like that's not no okay you know what happens is he accidentally yeets her up into the air and she breaks her collarbone and that's the end of their relationship no holiday <laughs> she almost broke her collarbone i mean she did yes yes her dress ripped and then he accidentally dropped her and I, like she hit her head or something but like that lift does not work like just like that it just it does not no 
yeah, this movie has like this movie only works because they're both gorgeous, and it it does the thing that Hollywood does to try to normalize gorgeous by being like, oh, but they're clumsy at a moment here, and like, oh, look how embarrassed they are. But like the whole time, th- this whole sh- setup, the idea, like, oh, well, I'll be a good holiday for you, and you'll be a good holiday for me. We don't know each other at all. It's because they're both pretty. Like that, it's, yep. it's just life is so yes. easy when you're pretty and apparently just both just independently wealthy enough. Uh, yep. Like there, there's there's none of the the drama of real life here. It's com- and, and in that sense, it is a, a true holiday movie. Honestly, my major criticism is that it tried so hard to subvert the trope of the romantic comedy by setting up these like two absolutely awful people. And putting them together in a relationship. And, like, it works because they're both terrible. And while I did appreciate that all of the relationships around her were not perfect, I didn't appreciate that there was no active criticism of those relationships. Like, her brother got engaged after three months of dating. And then the his girlfriend, fiancé, bride, whose name escapes me at the moment... She is the one who slowly realizes, like, we don't know anything about each other. I didn't know that he played golf. And there's never a moment where somebody says to her, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't get married after three months of knowing someone. And it lacked a lot of realism. And I know we're supposed to suspend disbelief in a lot of ways. But when your relationships can't be realistic, then what are you doing? See, I, I kind of feel like the relationships might be ridiculous, but, like, people do that. People do those things. The bad relation, like, getting engaged after, and, like, married after just three months and, like, jumping into something without thinking about it. Like, those are those are real relationships. They're just, they are outliers, I think, a lot of the time. And where we, the audience, can acknowledge that, like, those are bad relationships. The movie never does, and that is definitely a failing Yeah, that's why I'm part. saying. Yeah. Like, there's no active criticism within the film. No, yeah. They're just, like... Like, they're presented in a way that we, the audience, can recognize that they're bad, but the movie never stops and's like, y'all know these are bad, right? They just <laughs> expect us to be adults and figure it out on our own. Yeah, and I think that's why some of us have had, like, a reaction to scenes in this movie. Like, it, it just doesn't... Uh... <laughs> It, like aside from that, it has an amazing cast. Like, like the dad from Wonder Years just shows up like later in the movie, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> That's who he was. I was like, "I know that man." Th- despite that, despite the fact that we get like a true <laughs> mall for the conclusion that just feels like the like the mall at Christmas time growing up, and we get moments like that that are really nice in this. And there's some good dialogue, and there's some there's some really good direction, and sometimes it feels like a little over-directed, but like there's there's really good use of camera and, and stuff to try to make up for the fact that this this the writing is just kind of rough a lot of times, and like it's very much like a, a, a setup that is a play and not really a movie. I have one last thing that I want to point to as a thing that annoyed me. So it's right at the end. Like, the church choir has just, like, sang out Jackson... And he's turned around and like they've had this like big like the romantic comedy scene where like the person skydives like into the Super Bowl to like run around on the Jumbotron and like, you know, propose marriage after blah, blah, blah. Like we have that ridiculous scene. And then she like asks him like whatever, like, hey, we cool or however like she phrases it. And he's just like, nah, and turns away. And then like 
he turns back with like this cheeky smile like oh aren't i a scamp it's like no you're terrible we're broken up forever now million year dungeon you absolute <laughs> no she just made herself so horribly vulnerable in front of this mall of people and for even a split second you made her believe that you were just gonna walk away no die in a fire this is what i'm saying Jackson is the worst. Yeah. Sloan deserves better. We, we also don't get enough with Jackson really to make him human. Like, he doesn't have, like, a yes. family that we really see. We don't, like, he's just, no. like, this, like, outlier, like, interacting with Sloan's world. No, right, because his family's not in the country. And yeah. the only, like, They're person that we see him interact with outside of Sloan and her family is his golf buddy, who's... Who is so bad. Who's a bad person. Yes. So, like, I guess that might be why we never really get a humanized Jackson is because he never has, he doesn't spend enough time with good people to really become a good person. Um, okay. Uh, was there anything else that we wanted to point out, talk about? That was my last thing. Case? Let's see. There, I mean, there were a couple minor jokes in there I enjoyed. They actually pulled off a good by Felicia joke. Uh, the, his finger is in your hands i laughed at as a concept but yeah oh and also they uh they should have died at cinco de mayo i counted how many shots they did there's no way they didn't die from alcohol poisoning (laughs) they they each did 10 shots plus they had drinks on the side (laughs) all right now that we've sussed that all out let's give it our rating so case we give the movies that we watch a completely arbitrary rating how many tree toppers do you give this movie out of five <laughs> tree toppers. uh i would say this is firmly like a two tree topper kind of situation and they might be duking it out um i it does not merit the two tree toppers and an additional ornament kind of situation. It's not there. It, it's it's a solid two tree toppers, but it's not so bad that it's only a one and a few ornaments. John, uh, I actually I give it a two and a half uh, tree topper out of five. I think that you know what you can say about the movie Holiday. It is a movie, and it happened. And at the end of the day, there are enough discreet good moments and enough discreet bad moments that it's just it is a movie and it happened it breaks even yep i agree with your rating i would also give it a two and a half tree toppers out of five sloan girl dump him you can do better i know it doesn't seem that way because he's handsome and australian but you can it's true you can get away with a lot with an australian accent (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it it, like he could have he could have tanked this movie and the movie's still pretty cute i would call this movie firmly awesome like it is both awesome and awful like there are really bad (laughs) scenes in there there are some awesome really fun scenes in there that like i really enjoyed like it's it's a very middle movie i definitely laughed at points but there were too many moments of like, no, why is this happening? I don't like it. Yeah. But it's got Christian Chenoweth talking about fucking. That is true. And having very dramatic moments and many sexual partners, which is healthy and totally fine to do as long as all partners are consenting. Thanks for joining us for this limited run of Certain Point of View. Certain Point of View is a Certain Point of View production. Head over to certainpov.com to find a link to our Discord and join in the conversation. I'm Frankie. I'm John. I'm Case. Happy holidays. We love you. Bye.
CPOV. CertainPOV.com.